You're listening to the What The Fab podcast, where empowered women empower women through candid conversations, inspiring stories, and tangible tips. I'm your host, Elise Armitage. I'm a digital creator, and I left my nine to five job at Google to chase my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get into some real talk. Hello, and welcome back to the What The Fab podcast. We're on episode 62. I'm doing a solo episode today, and I am sharing 10 hacks and tips that will change your life and your relationship with email. You know that we love a productivity queen, and I feel like I have finally gotten into a really good space with how I manage email and my relationship with my inbox. I know that sounds weird, but like maybe you understand what I'm saying, that inbox, like it's a relationship and it can take over your life if you let it, like the pings and the dings and constant pressure of feeling like you need to respond. And so we are moving beyond that. We are letting that go and we're using these 10 tips to really effectively manage your inbox and how you interact with email in your life. Before we get into the episode, I just want to take a second to ask you to kindly rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps me grow the show. It helps me get some feedback on what you all are enjoying listening to and for future topics. So if you could do that, I would love you so much for it. And also don't forget to hit subscribe and follow through Apple Podcasts. It's just the plus sign up in the top right. You can also subscribe through whatever platform it is that you're listening through right now. Okay, let's talk about email. I'm like playing with the title for this podcast episode still, but one of the ideas that came to mind was the life-changing magic of tidying up your email habits, your inbox. So I thought about doing this episode because recently I saw someone share an IG reel that was like an Instagram hack. And they were like, you know, if you have an agency, this is such a great email hack in Gmail. It was literally just using labels in Gmail for different clients. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is weak sauce. Like we can do better than this. And Like I was saying in the intro, I feel like I have finally gotten to a place where I have a handle on my inbox and how I manage my inbox. And it took years, like years of chasing the idea of inbox zero and like occasionally once in a blue moon accomplishing that, years of trying different strategies and tactics and trying different platforms. And I finally have 10 solid tips for you of life-changing hacks of how to manage your email. Let's just dive right into them. So the first one is do not respond to emails first thing in the morning. This was something that I used to do, and especially like after I left Google and started running What the Fab full-time, I had this notion in my head, and it was kind of like my own mental block, that I had to respond to emails first thing in the morning and clear out my inbox and try to get to inbox zero. I almost never actually would, but like try to clear out and respond to all of my emails first thing in the morning. And what I realized was I would look up and all of a sudden it would be noon. And all I had done 
was shit in my inbox. And the other realization is that when you respond to emails, it just breeds more emails for you to respond to. So I kind of took a step back and I was like, what if? (laughs) And I know like this at first is going to feel really weird to me and like I'm not going to like it, but what if I don't actually check my email and respond to emails first thing in the morning? And so I kind of pushed the timing back and I would respond to emails at like noon. And that gave me the time and space to like use my creativity and get my creative juices going in the morning. And that is, even though I'm not a morning person, I'm finding that like I am the most productive when it comes to creative work in the morning. And by the way, since I'm not a morning person, I'm using the term morning loosely. Like it's like 10 a.m., 10 to 11, 10 to 12. Like that's kind of my sweet spot of when I can really get into a good So by not responding to emails immediately in the morning, I was noticing like, okay, the world keeps turning. I'm not dropping the ball on anything and I am more productive. I'm getting my creative work done in the mornings and it's feeling a lot better. So then I was like, what if I push this back even more? Now I am to the point where I don't really respond to emails until the late afternoon. And I do do a quick scan. Like in the morning, I'll do a quick scan and see if there's anything urgent. There usually is not. I might do a quick scan while I'm eating my lunch, see if there's anything urgent. And then around like 3 or 4 p.m. is when I will actually respond to a good chunk of emails. And let me take a step back before I get into more tips. I know, I fully acknowledge that These tips are not all going to be relevant if you work in a corporate job. I know that like when I worked at Google, if I didn't respond to emails until 3 or 4 p.m., people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And that's just kind of like the urgency culture around emails and communication, depending on where you work. But I do think that there are some tips in here that will be helpful for you, even if you do work a corporate job. But just fully acknowledging that these 10 tips are going to be most relevant for somebody that runs their own business and manages their own time. And you can kind of set the tone with how you respond to emails and how you work within your inbox. So that's my first tip. Don't start responding to emails first thing in the morning and kind of experiment with different times in your day. And like, it might feel uncomfortable at first, but you'll be surprised how you can push it back (laughs) later and later. And in my experience, that really helped my productivity. The second thing I started doing was experimenting with taking, like intentionally taking more than 24 hours to respond to an email. So before, like when I first was running What the Fab full time, I felt like I had to respond to an email within 24 hours. Like that was my goal for myself to respond to everyone within 24 hours. If I was traveling, it was obviously going to be more than 24 hours. But like if I was home at my desk in my office, the goal was within 24 hours. And I think that was something that was like put upon me by other podcasts that I had listened to. If you're an influencer and you've listened to like Drink With James, the founder of Four, which is an influencer marketing agency, I think he had said something like, if you're an influencer, you have to respond to emails within 24 hours. So that was something that was like in my mind. And 
after chatting with like some girlfriends of mine that were also feeling just bogged down and like the almost physical weight of emails on their shoulders, I was like, do we really though? Like, do we really have to respond to emails within 24 hours? If you're working on a campaign with a brand and like you're within deadlines and like trying to communicate back and forth, obviously I'm going to respond to you within 24 hours. But not all emails need to be responded to within a day, period. And I kind of came to this realization, which sounds silly now looking back on it, but maybe you're kind of in this phase too where you're like, I have to respond within 24 hours. Otherwise, people will think I don't have my shit together. I just kind of decided to let that go and not hold on to that so tightly and see what happened. And so now my goal is more like responding within 72 hours. Again, not all emails are going to sit there for three days. Like if I'm working with somebody and we're going back and forth, we're negotiating, we are working together on a campaign, of course, I'm going to respond sooner. But other emails, they just don't require a 24-hour response time. Another thing I noticed, world kept turning. I wasn't losing out on brand deals. Like my business is thriving and I don't have as much pressure on myself to respond to emails ASAP. And it's a really freeing feeling. So that's another thing that I would love for you to experiment with. Like you don't need to respond to emails immediately. You also don't need to respond to them within 24 hours. And I have seen some people do an autoresponder or have it in their signature that they respond to emails on certain days of the week. I've also seen an autoresponder that was basically like, yeah, the traditional hustle culture around email just doesn't work for me and my lifestyle and my workflow. So please give me 72 hours to respond to your email. Personally, I feel like an autoresponder that says that is a little aggressive (laughs) just because sometimes the people that I'm working with are in that hustle culture. They're in that corporate environment, that like high pressure agency or whatever. And so I'm just conscientious and aware of the fact that, yes, I can be like setting my own hours and timelines and kind of response times around email, but not everyone has that luxury. And so sending an autoresponder that just like point blank says that I'm doing that, I feel like might irritate some people. So that's why I have chosen not to. I just take my time with responding to emails. (laughs) And so that's how I have been transitioning. I also used to think I have to respond to every single email, unless it's like spam or trash or somebody trying to sell me something. I used to think I have to respond to everything. And now I've realized I don't. (laughs) Like Sometimes I just don't have to respond. And that's the case for you too, I'm sure. Sometimes no response is the best response. It really just depends on the situation, who is emailing you, who's trying to get a piece of your time, get you to join this affiliate network, like whatever, whatever. So changing my mindset around that piece has also helped me feel less urgency and less like weight and heaviness when it comes to my inbox. Hold up, I have to tell you about my new What The Fab presets. I finally launched digital product, and let me tell you, it was a lot harder than I expected it to be, but I am so excited that they're live. They're available. You can shop them on the website. You can just go to whatthefab.com slash presets to see them in all their freaking glory. (laughs) These presets are something that I have been refining and tweaking over the years, and after almost a decade of being a travel blogger and lifestyle blogger, 
longer, I'm finally making them available to you to purchase and to use on your own photos. So whether you are a full-time content creator or this is your side hustle or you just want beautiful aesthetic photos for your feed, I'd love for you to check them out. Presets are honestly a game changer. Using Lightroom presets has really optimized how I'm able to edit my photos. It makes everything cohesive and beautiful and branded so that when you see one of my pictures on Instagram or Pinterest, you know that it's coming from What the Fab. And you can have that kind of brand cohesiveness too by using the presets and tweaking them for your own skin tone and style. They also have saved me hours upon hours of editing photos. I mean, it used to take me half a day to go through, you know, hundreds of photos from a shoot. Now I can just do it within one or two clicks. And then if I'm using desktop, batch sync it across all of the photos. It's amazing. Like I said, game changer. And these presets are, they're light and airy and will make your photos look beautiful, whether you're shooting on an iPhone or in the raw on DSLR. I've got the mobile pack. I've got the desktop pack. So there's something for everyone. If you want to edit just on the go, the mobile pack is a great option and you can use Lightroom mobile. The app is free. So that's a really great option for someone who's doing this as a side hustle or a beginner. And then if you are building a brand, um, maybe this is your full-time thing, you'll probably want both the mobile and the desktop versions because then you'll be able to edit on the go on the app, but then also really like sit down in front of your computer, do that batch editing I was talking about, and just have that really cohesive vibe across all of your photos. So I hope you'll check them out. And I'm so excited I have a little gift for you. So you can get one of my mobile presets for free. Just go to whatthefab.com slash free and you can get my World Traveler mobile preset for free and you can use it on the Adobe Lightroom app on your phone. And the World Traveler preset, I've used it on every type of photo imaginable. It's light and airy and beautiful and just makes you look glowy. I've used it on selfies, date night pics, home decor, food, um, my friend's kids, and of course, my jet setting travel pics. So I know that you will love it. Again, go to whatthefab.com slash free to grab that free preset for yourself. Enjoy it. Love it. Use it. I can't wait to see what kinds of photos you create with it, and be sure to use hashtag WTFab presets so I can see and share all my stories. All right, let's get back to the episode. Number three, turn off your email notifications on your phone. That was another mental thing I had. Like I had to have my email notifications on. I had to see who was emailing me. I was like, what if a brand emails me with like a quick turnaround opportunity and they need a response? I experimented one weekend with turning email notifications off. And I was like, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> like, this is very freeing. And then I experimented with turning them off while I was on a trip while I was traveling, which was also something that I had never done before. And I thought like I could never do because again, what if something important came through and shit didn't hit the fan, everything was fine. And I just kept the email notifications off and it has been lovely. <laughs> like really, really big difference. And I still will see the email at the end of the day or the next day when I'm checking my inbox. I also, and this will be another one of my tips later on, but I have a virtual assistant who will flag anything for me 
in Slack if it is urgent. And so that way I'm not feeling like I'm missing out on things or what if something with a tight timeline comes up? Like if it's important, I will see it. So that's number three. Number four is to have separate inboxes, like a general inbox and your personal inbox. And these are still both for work. But so for example, I have hello at what the fab com and I also have Elise at whatthefab.com. These are two separate inboxes and the hello at whatthefab is the public one. And so that is the one that you would put on all of your channels, your contact on your website, your Facebook page, your Instagram. And that way, all of the crap <laughs> that gets sent from like people looking to do guest posts, like if you're a blogger, Oh my God, for the love of God, like the amount of emails we get of people trying to like place links on our site, do guest posts on our site, trying to sell us stuff. Like if you're a blogger, if you own your own business, you are definitely getting those emails too. And they're very obnoxious. So now that I have created this separate general hello at email, most of those emails are going to the hello at because that's what's on my website and again, my social channels. And so that way, the ones that are the communications that I'm having in my Elise at inbox are the ones that I actually want to be having. I get far fewer emails to that inbox. That's just like random people reaching out and things that I just like don't want to hear from. So that is a pro tip for having two separate inboxes. At first I was like, do I really need this? Is it worth it? It's definitely helpful. So I would recommend that. Number five is to time batch when you are responding to emails. So I mentioned earlier that now I'm kind of at a point where I don't really respond to emails or spend a lot of time on it until like 3 or 4 p.m. Sometimes it's like the last thing I do at the end of my day. And I batch responding to emails. So I'll have a bunch that are set aside. And I'll talk about in a minute how I physically set them aside and mark them. And I'll take an hour sometimes just 30 minutes, and I'll blow through all of them, respond to them, do whatever action items are associated with them. And that way, it's like I know that at the end of the day, it's kind of like my catch-all. I'm going to respond to these things. And it removes the pressure of feeling like, oh, I need to respond to this email. There's an AI on this one that I need to do which is really distracting during your workday. And it pulls your focus away from whatever it is you're working on. You have to do that thing, respond to that thing, and then you have to refocus to get back on the original task. So this way, it's just, I know I'm going to catch up on that stuff at the end of the day. I will respond to those later. And I just know that I will have that hour block, or sometimes it's two hours, sometimes it's less, like whatever it is at the end of the day to get to those emails. Number six is to use Slack. OMG, do I love Slack. I feel like before I started using it, I really didn't understand the purpose of Slack. I was like, how is this beneficial? I don't get all the channels. Like, why wouldn't you just use email? I don't get it. And then as soon as I started using it, I feel like after a week, I kind of really got into it. And I was like, oh, this is a game changer. So at this point, Everyone that I work with, all of my contractors, they have to be on Slack with me. It is a non-negotiable. Like there was one agency that I was talking with. They did like pitching and some content management. And I asked them if they, you know, would be willing to get on Slack with me. And they said no. And I ultimately ended up 
not working with them because of that reason. And that was absolutely the right choice because (laughs) I had a friend that she wanted to be on Slack with them too. And they said no. And she ended up working with them and she had a horrible experience with them. And I'm just like, if you're not professional enough to like get on Slack with your clients, there's probably a whole slew of other things that are going wrong behind the scenes. But anyways, everyone I work with is on Slack with me and they all know that they will get a quicker response from me if they Slack me rather than email me. If they email me, I might not see it till the end of the day. I might not respond until the next day. Even if you put like urgent in the subject line, I'm just not going to see it for at least a few hours, but probably not until the end of the day. So Slack is the best way for my team to reach me. And the thing that's amazing about Slack is like, I have contractors and team members that are in different parts of the country. One of them is in a different country altogether. So like, you can have these asynchronous communications, but still like, be on track with like moving forward with projects and tasks and deadlines, because I make it clear to everyone that like, I don't expect an immediate response if I'm pinging you at 4 p.m. my time and that's 7 p.m. your time because you're on the East Coast. Like, get back to me in the morning. It might be 6 a.m. my time and 9 a.m. your time when you get back to me because you're on the East Coast. I'm not going to see it then. But then when I do, we'll pick up the conversation. There will be some overlap where we're like talking at the same time and everything just keeps moving forward. It cuts down on the amount of emails that you get tremendously. And I also just love it because it's like, as a solopreneur, it can feel really isolating. But having, you know, your contractors, I have some of my blogger girlfriends on Slack, Babes That Wander, we have our own workspace. And it just kind of makes you feel like you have coworkers, which is really nice. It's just nice to like have that connection during the day as well. So use Slack. It's a game changer. I use the free version, which means that messages that are 90 days or older are deleted. And that has been fine for me. I've been using it for years and I've never had to pay for it. And so it's pretty amazing what you can do with the free version of Slack. Number seven, and I talked about this in my recent episode where I talked about the different tools and software I use to run my business. That was episode 59. But number seven's tip is to check out Hey, which is a new, I guess you'd call it like email client that I have been using, like email platform. And so Hey is really different because, I mean, there are a few different features that I like about it, but the main one is that whenever somebody emails you for the very first time, they don't land in your inbox right away. They land in this kind of like separate area where you get to decide if you want to screen them in or screen them out. And my God, this has been a game changer. Like, I feel so empowered now (laughs) to just be like, I don't want to hear from you. You're trying to put a guest post. I mean, I probably get anywhere from three to 10, five to 10 emails a day from people trying to place links on my site or do a guest post. Well, no more because now I can just screen them out as soon as they reach out asking about that. And these people are aggressive. Like they send multiple follow-up emails and it's just obnoxious. And if you don't want that crap in your inbox, there's not a ton you can do about it. I used to have a filter in Gmail that was like, okay, somebody reaches out to me. They are junk. They're looking for guest posts. 
I would have to physically take their email, go to my Gmail settings, pop them into this filter, and then they would get filtered out and skip the inbox. And it also didn't work 100% of the time, but like having to physically go in and do that every time when you're getting multiple people reaching out about this every day, super annoying. So to be able to just click a thumbs down and be like, nope, never want to hear from you again, then all of their follow-up responses will not make it to your inbox. And it's amazing. So I've been obsessed with Hey. I will say that the interface is like a little bit clunky. I do miss kind of the aesthetic of Gmail. I I just feel like it's a little bit more kind of like user friendly, but overall, and I use Hey for both my hello at what the fab email and my Elise at what the fab inbox. And overall, it's just saved me and my assistant so much time because you just screen somebody out once and you never hear from them again. And then you can focus on the emails that you actually do want to respond to. So it's awesome. I'll leave a link for Hey in the show notes. I've been trying to get an affiliate link or code so that you guys can try it at a discount because I originally heard from them about them on Tim Ferriss's podcast and he had a code for like half off your first month to try it out. So they keep telling me no. I'm going to keep trying for you guys. But for now, I'll just put the link so you can check them out. But that has been pretty awesome. Number eight is to hire a virtual assistant to help you. So this is not the easiest thing. I have gone through several VAs, but now I finally have one that just gets it and it's very seamless. So shout out to Kristen and she helps screen things out in Hey, so I don't even have to see them. She just knows like guest posts are junk, people trying to sell me shit that I don't need are junk. Like she gets it. And so she helps screen stuff out so that I don't even have to like hit the thumbs down button. She also responds to inbound requests just to like get the conversation going if it's a brand reaching out. So she can kind of like send the initial first couple of email responses to suss out if a brand even has budget. So that way she's kind of like fielding them and helping determine if it's even worth my time responding because sometimes brands are reaching out and they have all these deliverables and they're like, oh yeah, it's a gifting campaign or like, oh, it's an affiliate campaign. And it's like, yeah, nope, I don't know why you're even reaching out to me and asking for like demographics and stuff. It's just, it's gotten kind of ridiculous. So like if I'm going to hop in and like negotiate, she has already sussed out if the brand even has a budget. So that helps save me a lot of time too. And then I hinted at this earlier as well, but she'll ping me on Slack if there is anything time sensitive, which is also awesome. It helps relieve, again, some of that pressure of feeling like I constantly need to be checking and looking at my inbox because I know she's got it. And if there is anything that is urgent, she will let me know. Number nine is to use templates and or some kind of text expander program. So I'm sure whatever line of work you're in, your business, there are certain emails that you get frequently. For bloggers, it might be brands reaching out for a gifting campaign. And you have to tell them over and over again, I don't do gifting campaigns because it takes time and expense for me to create content. And I'm not doing that for a tube of lipstick. So you have this like professional response that you use to let them know you're not taking on gifting campaigns and ask if they have an actual budget and would like to discuss deliverables and rates. So I have a template for that. And it's the same response every time brand reaches out asking about doing a gifting campaign. And so instead of like 
having to click around and like in Gmail, you do have like canned responses. So that is a good starter that you can use. But an even better one is to use some kind of text expander program. So what that is, there's one actually called Text Expander. There's a lot of other options as well. I use a cheaper one called A Text. And what that is, is you set up within the program different shorthand keys. So when you type that shorthand key, so for example, one of them for me is a semicolon and an A. And that's my address, my business address. So anytime a brand is shipping me something for a campaign, I just type semicolon A and it pops my address into the email that I'm crafting. Because within A text, I have written out, okay, anytime I type semicolon A, here's the whole address, here's what gets popped in. You can do it for entire email response templates. I use it for all kinds of things like response templates, my website. Like if I'm dropping a link to my website somewhere, I just type semicolon W and www.whatthefab.com is inserted. So it just is like a really cool way to shorthand things. So definitely recommend using that when you're responding to emails and it's really like becomes second nature with all the little like shortcuts. I love it. Actually, that was like the only thing I learned that was helpful from my first job at Google because I hated my first job. I loved my second job at Google, but my first year I was part of a recruiting team that was basically sourcing and reaching out to potential engineers to see if they would like to come and interview at Google. And it was just the same emails and phone conversations over and over and over again. It was mind-numbingly boring. But somebody did turn me on to Text Expander because we were having so many of the same conversations and emails over and over again. And that is something that I took with me and use to this day. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is an incredible email marketing service provider, and they are the platform that I use for my email campaigns for What the Fab. The platform is so intuitive and easy to use. It's very drag and drop. And best of all, it's aesthetic AF. The templates are beautiful, and you can easily add your own brand colors to it to make sure that your emails look and feel like you. I used to use MailChimp back in the day, but after trying Flowdesk out about a year ago, I was in love and I know you will be too. You can give Flowdesk a try for 30 days free. And if you want to keep them, which I know you will, you can use my referral link to lock in a 50% off price at $19 a month and lock that in forever. You can get this offer and try it for free at whatthefab.com slash Flowdesk. And that is spelled F-L-O-D-E-S-K. That's whatthefab.com slash flowdesk. I can't wait to see what stunning emails you create. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And then number 10 is kind of a combo one, and it's both for your personal inbox and your business inbox. So for my personal, which is not related to business, my Elise at Gmail type of email, it stresses me out. Like when I look at Omid's inbox and there are 5,000 unread emails and it's all the things from like Amazon and different like purchases that he's made. And then he gets on that brand's email list and then they send him emails and shipping notifications and all this shit. And I'm just like, how do you find the emails you actually want to respond to? Like it drives me crazy. So what I've done with my personal inbox is... Anytime 
I am purchasing something. You know, as much as you try to like not check the box that's like, don't email me. I don't want to hear from you. I don't need to be on your newsletter. Even if that works, which sometimes it doesn't, you still get added to their newsletter. You're still getting like the order confirmation and like your order has shipped and it's been delivered. And like, while I don't necessarily not want to have those emails, I don't need them as like unread emails popping up in my inbox. And so what I do is I use, I'm sure there's a term for it, but I basically add plus whatever. I add plus emails to my email address when I'm purchasing something and checking out. So what that looks like is my personal email is arvin.elise at gmail.com. And when I am checking out, I will type arvin.elise plus emails at gmail.com. And that gets sent to your inbox. You can add plus whatever you want to your Gmail address, and it will still come to your regular inbox. And so from there, I have created a filter in my inbox. So you go to your settings, create a filter, and the filter is anytime an email is sent to arvin.elise plus emails at gmail.com, that email will skip the inbox and it will get put into a folder that I have already created called, I don't know, junk emails. And so that way, all those like, oh, your order is confirmed. Oh, your order has shipped. Those are all going into that inbox. So if there is an issue with an order, I can open up that folder and find that email, find the tracking number, whatever, it's there. If I do get added to that brand's marketing, email marketing list, it's all showing up not in my inbox, but just going directly to that folder. And it's just a much better way for me to like manage all the crap in my inbox. I've also set up auto filters for like things like Amazon. Like I do not buy so much stuff on Amazon. I do not need a confirmation every single time something is purchased. So those all go to that junk folder. And that has been a really great way for me to just cut down on the amount of stuff in my personal inbox. So thought I would share that tip. And then the second kind of part of this combo tip is actually take the time to unsubscribe from stuff. <laughs> like for Hey, I don't have to worry about that anymore because I just screen people out. But for my personal email, I do. And I use unroll.me to help like unsubscribe from things in one go. If you haven't checked that out before, it's awesome. But yeah, like I said, when I see my husband's inbox and I'm just like, oh my God, you are on all these email newsletters and getting all these email notifications. And when I see like the 5,000 unread emails, I just, my anxiety just skyrockets. So I like to have a clean inbox and to use unroll.me or to actually go into an email when I see it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be on that, I immediately unsubscribe rather than just thinking like, oh, I'll unsubscribe later. And then it just keeps popping up in my inbox and creating more clutter. So those are my 10 email hacks and tips. I hope they're helpful for you. Like I said, they've been a game changer for me. And I finally feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm in a really good spot with my email. And I don't feel like it is running my time or like controlling 
not to sound dramatic, but like controlling my life or like weighing on me. And that is a really good place to be. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot of it, share it on your stories, tag me at WTFab, and don't forget to subscribe because we're doing these episodes weekly and we'll chat soon. Bye.